You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Last Sunday morning, right before I was roasted by the comedian, we had a tremendous altar service. And if you remember, I had shared that years ago, I would walk the floors a lot of nights in fear, anxiety, worry. And the, I shared it one Sunday morning and everyone just got out of their seats and came down and prayed for me. So I've been set free from that. And uh, I asked people last Sunday if you battle anxiety, depression, fear, unforgiveness, addiction, whatever, to come forward. And the whole front of the church was full. And so then we, I kind of, we transitioned and went into with the comedian because we brought him from North Carolina. Uh, but I want to pick up kind of where we left off there with that. Because if you remember when I anointed people, I said I didn't, I couldn't heal a gnat. And it's, the oil is representation. But I said that there's things we have to do. And I wanna follow up on that this morning. And the title of the message is, There is a Way Out. So I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there is a way out. The wilderness, so to speak, of the desert. If you think about being in the desert, the parched ground, parched means it's dry, there's no moisture, and where there's no moisture, uh, there is no growth, there is no life. Things will eventually completely die. When you think of the desert, you think of sharp rocks that will cut you. Uh, uh, you think of shifting sand. The, the sand goes from one place to another. Uh, you think about in the desert about the sun uh, and how it's just uh, 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 burning and it will scorch you. Uh, in the desert, there is thorns that will cut you and thorns that will get in your side and stay in your side for some time or maybe in a finger. It's sort of like uh, they just won't uh, go away. So this morning I'm not speaking about the wilderness of the desert, so to speak, but how about the wilderness of your soul? It's the same there instead of parched uh, ground, there's parched promises. Uh, somebody gives you a promise. Uh, they stand at an altar. Uh, they make a promise to stay with you uh, through uh, sickness and, and health. And, and now all of a sudden you find uh, that that promise is parched and it's dry and there's no life uh, and, and you just don't know what to do. Uh, how about the, uh, the, the uh, instead of sharp rocks, uh, sharp words uh, where it used to be love toward one another and now there's words. Uh, how about the shifting, not the sand, but the shifting commitments. Uh, commitments in our lives uh, that we've made and now we're no longer committed to. Uh, it's a, instead of a burning sun, uh, how about the, the burning anger that, that has built up in our lives uh, because of difficult times and difficult situations uh, instead of uh, a, a rejection 
rejection, uh, uh, the, how, how about uh, the rejections that, that cut us uh, and we're no longer uh, a whole and, and we're hurting inside and we don't know and we're depressed and, and we're anxious and we don't know where to turn. Can I tell you, there is a way out. Someone give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. There is a way out. This is what I'm speaking about is the wilderness of our soul. And some of you know the wilderness of the desert. Literally, uh, some of our veterans from the Middle East, uh, you know uh, how, how terrible it is, but all of us know the second one that I'm speaking about this morning. But however, Jesus, he didn't only know one, he knew both of them. Stand with me. I know we stood for a long time this morning, but there's people around the world standing all over I want us to look at Luke's gospel, chapter four, verse one and two, and, and I don't want you to think this message is for your neighbor, because it's for you, it's for me, it's for each one of us. And I pray that you open up your hands and open up your heart and receive what God would have for you today, because your anxiety, your depression, your fear, your worries, your doubt, there is a way out. But if you continue to do the same thing over and over and expect different results, you're foolish. And there is a way out. In Luke chapter four, verse one, and Jesus being full, somebody say he was full. Full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan. Let me stop there. Right before he's led into the desert, he comes from Jordan. I've been to the Jordan River. He knew how it felt to have the moisture of the river on his skin. The coolness. It was a great victory at the Jordan. Now he goes into a battle. Seems like we always go into a battle right after a victory. So when Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led, you don't, don't miss that. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Mary, would you please bless the reading of the Word of God? Father, we just thank you this morning and praise you, God, for being here, Lord, this morning and giving us just a little touch of heaven this morning, Lord. Mm. Father, as we enter once again into your presence, Lord, we pray for the anointing of your spirit to rest upon our pastor. We pray, God, that your anointing, Lord, come forth in such a way, Lord. Father God, today our hope is in you today, Lord. Father God, today I pray this morning, Lord, that you will touch this body mm -hmm. of believers today. Right. I pray today, God, that you will help us to realize, Lord, that our hope is in you. Mm. you our way out is through you today, Lord, and that yes, finished God. work that you did on that cross. Mm -hmm. uh, Father, we ask you today, God, to minister to no matter what the need is, Lord, you are sufficient for that need this morning. We pray, God, for every soul that's here today. Mm -hmm. We pray, God, today to break the strongholds, oh God, that the enemy mm -hmm. has on lives today. Right. We just ask you and believing you today, Lord, for making that way, Lord, when there seems to be no way. Mm -hmm. You are our way out of situations. Right. You are our water in a thirsty and a wilderness land today. Mm -hmm. Our hope lies 
us in you mm -hmm. and we praise you. Mm. Be with our pastor. Mm. Anoint him afresh mm -hmm. and anew. Let it mm -hmm. come forth with power mm -hmm. and with might because mm -hmm. your word said it's not by might nor by power, mm -hmm. but it's by the spirit mm -hmm. that strongholds will be broken. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before you're seated, give God another great hand clap of praise this morning. Come on, let's rebuke the devil. Let's lift up a praise. Let's put the devil on notice. He is a liar. Hey! Somebody give him a shout of praise. Man, you may be seated. Jesus being 40 days tempted of the devil. Victory over temptation is essential. Do you hear me? Before we can live and minister in our lives for God, we have got to have victory over temptation in our lives. We are in a battle. The enemy is seeking whom he may devour. And you better have your head on a swivel. You better be ready because temptation will always be there. And if you want to live a life of victory, you want to be able to live a life in ministry, in serving God, you had better be victorious over temptation. Jesus was being prepared in the wilderness to serve God. You and I are in the wilderness, so to speak, and we are being prepared that we can serve God. And we cannot serve God in our fullest unless we overcome the temptation that the devil brings in our lives. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? He was about to launch, Jesus was about to launch the most important work ever performed by man. His work was to to determine the eternal fate of the world. Your fate, your eternal fate. And Jesus had to be prepared. He had to be victorious over temptation. Do you hear me this morning? The wilderness was not a typical time for Jesus. The wilderness is a dark place in the story of our life. And I've been in the wilderness, and I'm sure you, in some form or fashion, have been in the wilderness. And it is a fierce season. It is a time that you are face to face. You have an encounter with the devil, and he's trying to destroy you. And I can look around the room, Scotty, and I can remember when I was there with you, when you were toe to toe with the devil. Toe to toe right now, Andy, with the devil. But he is a liar because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I can go on around the room. I've been in battle after battle with a lot of you. But I know that when the battle is over and the smoke goes away, those that are in Christ are still standing because there is a way out. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. It's a fair season when the devil comes and tries to destroy your marriage, tries to take your children away from you. It's just a story of life. First Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, my name is not whom. How can we stand against the attacks? 
How can we stand against the temptation of the devil? The Bible said we must be sober, we must be vigilant. Sober not only means to be intoxicated, not to be intoxicated with drugs or alcohol. Sober means to be sober-minded and sober in your behavior and to live solid, controlled, and a strong life. There is a way out. And I'm gonna give you the answer in a little while, but 1 Thessalonians 5 and 6, therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober for they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But, somebody say but. but. Let us, who are the day, be sober, putting on a breastplate of faith and of love and a helmet for the hope of salvation. We must be vigilant. Means watchful and awake. Don't wait till the enemy shows up and destroys your marriage. Yeah. Don't wait till he takes your kids to the crack house. Be watchful. Get up and get with God. Get in God's house. Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together in the house of the Lord and even greater so as you see that day approaching. Can we not look around and see the end of time is near? Well, I don't need to go to church. Well, I'm glad you don't, but I do. You don't have to take a shower, but it feels good when you do it. Watch and pray. More interested in everything else. I'm gonna get in trouble. I'm gonna get in trouble this morning, but I'm telling you, you better wake up. Your hobby ain't gonna rescue you when all hell shows up. You need a journey to Israel to experience the wilderness. What leads us into the wilderness? A cemetery will do just fine. People die. Can I tell you, it's nothing new. I'm not being cold. I'm not being heartless. People die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. You're going to lay me out, shed three tears, and go eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> Say, there's the colonel. <laughs> I got to tell this. My, I'm the ornery one in our family. My wife ain't. I'm the rotten one. I didn't say vulgar. I said ornery. So the comedian last Saturday night put the picture of me up there beside the colonel. Compared me, my looks, with the colonel. So all Saturday night, all we heard there is the colonel. Sunday morning, I walk in here, how's the colonel? My wife heard it a hundred times. I'm the ordinary one. Worship started last Sunday morning. She started down the aisle, coming in, walked down. She, somebody said, hey, Leanne, how's the colonel? She turned around and said, finger licking good. <laughs> I was sitting right here. She come around the corner, her face was red. She had her hands over her mouth. She said, I can't believe what I just said. I said, what'd you say? She said, how's the colonel? Somebody hollered and I turned around and said, finger licking good. Oh, I just hurt myself. 
<laughs> How do I get you back now? Death. It'll take you to the desert when you bury somebody that you care about. Psalms 116 and 15 says, you see, I'm armed. I've got my armed and dangerous book. And here's our problem. We get up in the morning and we don't arm ourselves. And when we don't arm ourselves, we're not dangerous. So you that got out of your seat and came down here last week for depression, anxiety, fear, doubt, unforgiveness, bitterness, addiction, whatever. If you think it's gonna change, if you don't get up in the morning every morning and arm yourself, you will not be dangerous. Again, I'm not cold hearted and I care about your loss, but if you allow a cemetery to keep you in the desert the rest of your life, you will be parched without moisture, you will dry up, and nothing will live in your life. So you got to arm yourself. Psalms 116 and 15, I didn't give any of this to the media team, I'm throwing them a curveball. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Precious. We all hurt when we bury somebody, but you had better arm yourself with the word of God or the cemetery will take you to the desert. Do you hear me? You need to look at it like God looks at it. We buried a man here that we loved Friday morning. But Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And I told his family, we didn't lose him. When you lose something, you don't know where it's at. We didn't lose him. So we've all buried somebody and somebody will bury us. So don't allow the cemetery to take you to the desert. Do you hear me? If you're not careful, grief will lead you there and you will stay there. Divorce will take you to the desert if you allow it to. But you have got to get to the place that you trust the promises of God. And that weeping may last for the night, but joy will come again in your life in the morning. But it will not if you don't arm yourself. Debt will take you to the cemetery. Excuse me, no, yeah, it will. Debt will take you to the desert. Do you hear me this morning? Depression. I'm not making light of it. But there comes a time you gotta say, I am going to do something different. Yes, I've been prayed for, yes, I've been anointed, but I am going to get up every single morning and I am going to arm myself with the word of God. There is a way out. If you believe it, give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. There's a way out. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse eight, nine. We are troubled on every side. I'm gonna say it again. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, 
but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. I don't care what comes your way. There is a way out and his name is Jesus. Uh, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. First Peter 4 and 12 from the NIV. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. Don't be shocked. Don't be surprised because there is a devil and he's out to destroy you. Do you hear me? In the Bible, the number 40 is associated with lengthy battles. Noah faced rain for 40 days. 40 days. Moses faced the desert for 40 years. Jesus faced the devil in the desert for 40 days. Think about it, a month plus 10 days. Toe to toe in a battle. The wilderness is long. The wilderness can be long and it can be lonely. You don't know how long. What's your wilderness? Could be one doctor, re doctor exam after another doctor appointment. Fred that we buried on Friday, it's been years, just one doctor appointment after another doctor. Dialysis after dialysis. That was his wilderness, that was his desert. Maybe yours is one resume after another resume. Maybe yours is one heartache after another heartache. Christ knows the wilderness. I say Christ knows the wilderness. After all, going there was his idea. Don't blame this episode on Satan because it wasn't Satan's idea. Listen to this. Luke 4 and 1, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and what? Was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. Jesus had a dramatic experience with the Spirit at his baptism. Let's look at Luke 3. Verse 21, now when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also being baptized and praying that heaven was opened. Whew, man. And the Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, thou art my beloved son, in thee I am well pleased. Jesus was led by the Spirit. In the Greek, not only means led by the Spirit, but it was also led in the Spirit. I wanna be led by, but I wanna be led in. Step by step, day by day, Jesus was led by the Spirit. The Spirit can do the same for you, can lead you, Step by step, day by day. The Spirit can lead you out of the unforgiveness. The Spirit can lead you out of the grief of a cemetery. The Spirit can lead you out of the crack house. 
The Spirit can lead you out of depression, out of doubt, out of fear. Do you hear what I'm saying? We don't serve a dead God. We don't serve a dead religion. We serve a God that is alive and a God that is well and able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than you can think or imagine. But you gotta get up in the morning and arm yourself. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't mess with me because I'm dangerous. The Spirit of the Lord led Jesus into the desert to be tempted by the devil 40 days, toe to toe, heavyweight match. The victory, according to Paul, was a huge victory for you and I. Listen to this Romans 5 and 18 from the Message Bible. Just as one person did it wrong, speaking of Adam. And got us in all this trouble with sin, death, another person, the second Adam. He did it right and got us out of it all. There is a way out. Adam's sin brought condemnation to all men, but God's gift brought justification and life to all men. I've been justified. I've been given life because of the second Adam. Jesus Christ got it all right where the first Adam got it all wrong. If you know what I'm talking about, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Uh, in the wilderness battle, you gotta trust his word. Do you hear me? Don't trust your emotions. People make choices all the time, make decisions out of your emotions. Well, your emotions will get you in trouble. Your emotions can be flying from left field to right field. Don't trust your opinion. Don't trust your opinion. Don't trust my opinion. It's good to seek counsel, but you don't need to trust nobody's opinion. Can I tell you, you don't need to trust your best friend. You don't need to trust your own heart. What you need to trust is the voice of God, and that is your way out, is the voice of God. If you've ever heard the voice of God give you direction and lead you, you ought to give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's a way out. Galatians chapter four, verse five. To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Because you are the sons, God has set forth the spirit of his son into your hearts. Now you gotta remember how Satan taunted Jesus. In Matthew 4 and 3, and when the tempter came to him, he said, if, hmm, if thou be the son of God, if. Why did Satan say this? Because he knew what Christ heard at the baptism. Not only did Christ hear it, but the enemy heard it. Here's what it is, Matthew 3 and 17. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The devil questioned his sonship. And the devil will question your sonship and your daughtership of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? There is a way out. He said, are you really God's son? Satan was asking 
Then came the dare. He said, prove it. Prove it. Prove it by doing something. Matthew 4 and 3. And when the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son, if thou be the son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Do something. Do something in your own strength. Do something in your own ability. When you come to know the Lord, the devil will question your sonship. But you are saved by grace and not by works. Do you hear what I'm saying? Listen to me, there is a spiritual hunger that is not just met by bread. Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Believers often face temptation. They gotta prove who they are. They try to do it in their own strength and their own ability. I can't do nothing in my own strength. I told a friend of mine this week, I said, I have never one time walked in this building and said, look what I have done because I'm not smart enough even to get up in the bed, out of bed in the mornings a lot of times, but I know who is. And every day that I've walked in here, I've said, God, you are mighty. God, you are good. God, you are holy. There is nothing you can't do. And I'm speaking that over each and every one of you this morning. I don't know what you walked in here with, but you don't have to leave in the same condition. I'm telling you, God is able to lift you out of depression. He's able to lift you out of doubt and fear and worry. He's God Almighty. And when God speaks, something happens. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Stand with me, please. Stand with me. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, the only thing that means is we're standing. <laughs> There's a way out. The tempter said to Jesus, said, turn those stones into bread. There's a way out, Matthew five and four. But he answered, speaking of Jesus, Jesus answered and said, here it is. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. It is written, but by every, what? Word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Hmm. Verse six, and saith unto him, if thou be the son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. There's a way out. There was more temptation. Somebody say, there's a, way out. there's a way out. Here it is, Jesus said unto him, what? It is written, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Verse eight, again the devil taking him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And saith unto him, all these things will I give thee, if what? Thou will fall down and worship me. When you fall down and worship him, you fall down in life. Jesus is lifted high. When you look up and worship him, he'll lift you high. But when you bow to the enemy and the temptation of the devil in the world, you will fall down. Every time. There's a way out. Verse 10, and then saith Jesus unto him, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord God, and him only shalt thou serve. Three temptations. 
followed up by three declarations. Verse four, he said, it is written. Verse seven, it is also written. Verse 10, it is written. Jesus, survival weapon of choice is the word. You and I got it. Are you armed? Are you dangerous? Or does the enemy come in like a flood? If the Bible was enough for his wilderness, it should be enough for our wilderness. Everything we need for desert survival is right here. Right here. You got a problem with fear? Go to fear. We gave away hundreds of these. I don't know, I believe there's still some back there. Just a quick reference. But if you struggle with fear every day, why don't you get up in the morning and arm yourself? You just pick it up and go. Psalms 27 and one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? What you're doing, you're arming, it is written. You're arming yourself with the word of God. If you get up every morning and you battle with depression, 1 John 4 and 4, greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. You just armed yourself. You're saying, no matter what the world has, a hold on me, there's something greater inside of me. And that's the spirit of God. And he'll lead you step by step. God's vantage point, you see so much more. What do they call that where you go in and you go up and down, is it a maze? So what, what they call a maze? I, I'm amazed that people go in there because I ain't. But visualize somebody up in a tower and you're in that maze and you can't find your way. But they're in that tower and they can see the exit. And they begin to speak to you and say, no, 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 no. Don't go that way. Take a right right here. Okay, now stop and take a left. Isn't that the way it is with God? Job 22 and 12, is not God in the height of heaven? And behold the height of the stars. Psalms 113 and four, the Lord is high above all nations. Can't the Lord see what we can't see? Don't he want to direct us? We got to arm ourselves. I'm telling you, you can walk down here and be anointed and have more oil on you than the pig at the county fair and go back and be the same. He'll do his part, Mary, but we gotta do ours, huh? Do what Jesus did, he relied on scripture. Jesus told Satan in Matthew 4 and 4, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? Every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. There is a way out. No one will ever convince me, Aunt Rita. There's a way out. There's a way out. It is written. He should be our role model. I was watching the Super Bowl and they was talking about before the game that Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg was gonna be at the halftime show 
And what a great role model Snoop Dogg was for our children. I said, holy Jesus. Holy Jesus. Snoop Dogg, nobody else except Jesus should be the role model for our children. And we got a responsibility to arm ourselves so we can walk through the desert and through the wilderness, not only for our own safety, but for our children, the generations to come behind us and say, there is the role model. My grandma, my mom, my dad, they walked through the desert, but they said it is written and they spoke the word of God and God brought them through a parched land to a place where milk and honey was flowing again in their life. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. Make sure to rate the podcast and share with your friends. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. We have something for all ages or online at 10 a.m. Make sure to check out our live groups or small groups. 